0: Hello and welcome to Caught My Ear, where two music-obsessed mates grab a mic and have a chat about what music they've been listening to. My name is Maddie. My name is Vivian.
1: And this is episode 39. This is our first episode for 2020.
0: Welcome back, everyone. Happy New Year. (laughs) (laughs) So this week, we're going to do things a little bit differently. I know it's our first episode back and we're already changing things up. We're already changing them all. (laughs) So, as you guys probably know, Halsey's Manic released this week, and so what we decided to do in honour of the album releasing, what we're going to do is we're going to go through our normal structure with Song of the Week, Under a Rock and Caught in My Ear, and then at the end we're going to go through Manic track by track. So we're not doing any news this week, but don't worry. We'll be back with that next week. So we're going to start with Song of the Week now, and I'll kick us off. So my Song of the Week this week is Blood in the Cut by K-Flay. So I actually came across this um, in one of Spotify's rock playlists. I was kind of just like, I don't even know what to say. All right. <laughs> I was just like searching. I think it was like Women in Rock or something. They have a uh, really okay. good Women in yep. Rock playlist, which I thought was cool. And yeah, I came across this song, and it's really interesting because it's... It's definitely a rock song, right? But it's not like this sort of big band, intense riff sort of thing. It's very um, underplayed. It's It's got, like, it has this intensity in the lyrics, I would say. Like, that's where the aggressiveness comes yeah. from. And she's got this really cool voice. Like, it's really fascinating because she, the way she sings, it's, especially in the verses, like, she's, it's, she kind of does, like, this little growl and then when in the chorus like that all sort of builds and it's cool because the lyrics are very like she's talking about how she needs to sort of break out of this sort of mould that she's in and that's what you know blood in the cut she's saying and she's making all these other sort of interesting disturbing metaphors (laughs) As you, as you do. As you do. But, um, but yeah, it's such a cool song. I'm really like, I kind of want to get more into her music because it's definitely like down my lane. Like, I love, obviously, rock music, but I kind of like discovering different females in rock. I feel like that's obviously there's not a lot of, you know, women that are on display technically but like I feel like there's definitely a lot of women in rock who are yeah underappreciated
1: yeah I feel like when you when you told me this was a rock song going into it I was like okay prepare for some really harsh drums <laughs> and some electric guitar and all the rest of it but like when you played it for me I was like oh this is kind of like really like yeah very downplayed and very, yeah very, like laid back kind of but yeah, yeah I, as you said like I think the aggressiveness sort of comes from her vocal tone rather mm. than like and like the lyrics obviously because yeah. like a bit bit dark. Yeah. Um, Just a little. Rather than, yeah, (laughs) rather than the instrumentation, which I think is cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, uh, that's my song of the week this week, Blood in the Cut by Kayflay. What's your song of the week, Maddie?
1: My song of the week is vastly different. Um, (laughs) it is, my song of the week is called Wanted by One Republic. And now it's not the original version because that's not the one I heard first. Mm. I've been listening to the string mix, which Is really cool. Yeah. Now, I have listened to the original since then. However, I don't like it anywhere near as much Mm. as the string mix. So basically what this song is all about is like essentially the lyrics are all about, you know, um, the the vocalist just like wanting, just like having this need to be wanted by someone else and like this need to be needed. And that's Mm. basically what the lyrics of the chorus are. And the, to me, that sort of... It has this air of, like, desperation and, like, yearning and just, like, very, very, like, heartfelt sort of emotive lyrics. Yeah. And I think this string version, like, complements that a lot more than the original instrumentation does. Hmm. And the reason for that is because throughout basically the entire song, there's like these underlying really really short and sharp string. It's not like a drone, but it's like the same note, but it's like repeated really really quickly mm. um, the whole way through. Um, and then there's all of these like little flourishes and so
0: beautiful. Like
1: it, um, there's sort of like this call and response thing in the second verse where you know he does like a little lyrical line at the end, and then the strings sort of mimic that. And then there's yeah again there's all these little flourishes, and it just adds so much more to the song than I think. The original does. Yeah,
0: it, it has so much more personality, I think. Yeah,
1: that's the word, personality. Like, it's very, yeah. Because it's a really fun song.
0: Yeah, yeah. And when you played it for me, like, I, I just, you know, I love strings. Like, strings in any context is beautiful. But especially in the sort of, like you said, um, desperate like desperation sort of uplifting. You feel like you're going yeah. somewhere. And um, strings are perfect for that. So when we did listen to the original... I just felt like it wasn't as, you know. It, it, it was, was just lacking, Yeah, I like, I just felt like it was missing that something special, which is what the strings brought in yeah. into the string mix. So. And I
1: think because they're so versatile, like, there's so many, like, it worked so well for the different sort of moods of the song. Like, right mm. at the end, it sort of, like, comes down to this really, like, somber sort of ending. And it's just, like, you know, the really long notes and, yeah really really toned down sort of strings but then like during the build-up it's like this really really fast sort of uplifting like you said Mm. like really um intense sort of um playing and it's just really really cool and i just absolutely love it Mm. so that is my song of the week this week it is wanted the string mix by uh one republic so we will go into our second segment now which is under a rock and i will kick us off with mine and the song I've chosen to talk about this week is "Something Has to Change" by The Japanese House.
0: Yes. So Vivian was very excited when <laughs> so I, excited. I said this. So um,
1: excited. I have seen the name, you know, The Japanese House, floating around, mm. um, and it finally came up in my Discover Weekly, and I went, "You know what? This is my chance to actually like listen to them," and mm. I was very, very impressed. Um, I definitely got 1975 vibes immediately. Yes. I was like, oh, this is like their whole. It's like, so obvious. Album, yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Just the like, the production of it, you know, like the auto tune and the whole sort of like Synthie yeah. vibe. Synth-pop. It's very, yeah. very similar. I'm um, like, yeah, yeah, that like electronica, yeah, sort of stuff. Um, I absolutely love it. Her voice is really cool. And, like, She's the effects cool that, like, mm. they've put on it is really, really awesome as well. Yeah. Um. And, yeah, it's just this really, like, chill, nice tune to just, yeah. like, sit back and listen to. Like, it's not overly, like, upbeat and poppy and all that stuff. But it's also not, like, this, you know, like, quiet, soft yeah. thing. It's sort of, like, somewhere in the middle, which is
0: really nice. And I think that's, like the difference between her and the 1975 and the interesting thing to point out here is that she's actually signed to um the 1975's own label dirty hit i think is what it's called and Mm. they have worked together so you can definitely see those influences shine through but i think the difference between the two of them is the 1975 they can they can make songs that are very sort of um upbeat very uplifting sort of it's still within that sort of electronica pop synth realm, but I think with the Japanese house, her voice very much suits sort of this downplayed yes, um, yeah. sort of um, area of that genre. So like, which is why like when she does, it's really cool when you do hear in some of her songs a really sort of up upbeat like um instrumentation but when you hear her voice like mm. it's such a contrast but it works so well yeah i think she's sort
1: of got like a maggie rogers-esque yes. kind of yeah. vibe with her voice not so much like instrumentation wise yeah just yeah the way in which she can um like project like what she's trying to say yeah through her lyrics and just like yeah that sort of softer toned breathy kind of um voice that she's got it's just really really lovely and mm. i really want to listen to more of her music so mm. i'm excited for that so yeah the, uh, my under a rock was something has to change by the japanese house
0: and we will throw it over to vivian for yours now so my under a rock is very left field for me i was um, shocked <laughs> so it's actually crowded room by selena gomez featuring black i think his name is sorry if that's wrong i'm not gonna say it again <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. yeah um but Here's the thing, I listened to Selena Gomez's uh, recently released album Rare, I think it's called, um, and it's her first album in four and a half years, so mm. it's been a while. So did you listen to the whole thing? I did, okay, I did. Okay, that's surprising. Because the thing I is... Think you would. Well, I've never really been a fan of her music, yeah. but I was really interested to see, because it was gaining a lot of buzz, like a lot of people were praising it, sort of saying that this is her best work, and I wanted to give it a chance. Cause, yes, fair you enough. Know. And... The album in general I wasn't, it's just not my kind of music um, but this track, it's kind of I feel like it's the, a rare gem on that album because okay. it's very if you listen to the whole album and even when you listen to her other music it's very different. I feel like it's very toned down. There's not a lot going on sonically there's just, it's very simple but I think that's why it works because yep. it's just mostly her voice that's on show and I think it's interesting because I never, you would never think of Selena Gomez as, as someone who has this incredible voice and that's her strength. But I feel like in this song, that might change. I feel like people's mm. opinions might change on that because she sounds really, really good in this song. And um, there's not really, and there's not like a lot of vocal effects on it. I feel like, you know she's got nowhere to hide kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it's
1: very, very vulnerable. Yeah,
0: yep. so, um, and I think that's why it works. And it's just, like, it's a very groovy, like, slow burn, in, mm. if that makes sense. Like, yep. it's, such a, it's such a groovy, like, you can just sort of sit in it. The chorus is so simple, but like I said, I think that is why it works the most. And, yeah, like, it's just, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I just, I didn't think I would go into the album liking any songs, but... Here we There are. you go. Yeah, I think.
1: <laughs> look, when you played it for me, I wasn't expecting that much. Again, because yeah. I'm not a huge fan of Selena Gomez, but mm. I was really impressed with her higher register. Mm. Yeah. When, in the chorus, when it sort of flips up and she does like the octave above sort of thing. Which fun fact? Females <laughs> actually do have a falsetto range technically. Yeah. yeah. So you could probably class that as her falsetto. But mm. anyway,
0: little music fun with Maddie. Tip, <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah, no, it was it was really really cool to to hear it because it's so delicate but at the same yeah. time like
0: that's a good word again
1: she has nowhere to hide and she I think she knows that mm. especially when you're singing that high it's very hard to do it nicely without yeah. it sounding like a shrieky yeah banshee yeah. so <laughs> I think she's done it really, really well. So I'm very impressed with that. Oh, yeah. that's but so other funny. than that, like, it's just, a, it's a nice song to throw on. Like, I don't mm. hate it. I don't love it. It's just, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. So um, that is my Under a Rock for this week, Crowded Room by Selena Gomez. And now we're going to go into our last music segment, Caught My Ear. So I'll kick us off. My Caught My Ear this week is Tapes by Bring Me the Horizon uh, featuring Yonaka. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, So this is coming from their recent EP that they surprise dropped at the end of 2019, um, Bring Me the Horizon. And it's a very, for people who like Bring Me the Horizon, it's a shock listening to this EP. And I think that's what they were trying to do anyway, because um, I don't think they sing on it. I think it's mostly just showcasing their um, producing talents, I think, because um, pretty much almost every song has a feature feature. Which, you know, I guess kind of says that in itself. But it's such an interesting song, this one. Like, the way they play with electronic sounds. Like, there's no... In this entire EP, there's no, like, sort of typical rock elements, yeah. I would
1: say. I've, I've noticed that over the couple yeah. of songs that you've mentioned previously. Yeah, which so. is
0: cool. Like, I, I do really like how they're just expanding their hor- <laughs> Expanding their, their horizons? horizons. <laughs> I didn't mean oh for that. Oh my god!
1: <laughs> <I> How was <is laughs>
0: that not planned? I didn't mean for that, but I'm so glad it happened. Okay. Um, <laughs> so yeah, because yeah, they're really trying different things, and I really think it's working. Like even if it doesn't work, like I'm just glad that they're trying anyway. So with this one, it's very electronic. Like. Yonaka, I think they're um, a band, a rock band as well, but the lead singer of that band, she sounds beautiful. Oh, she's incredible. She's got this really beautiful voice. And my favourite, I guess, this entire EP caught my ear. But with this one, um, the thing that really grabbed me was after she sings the first verse, it sort of goes into this breakdown and there's this just distortion that's put on her voice. And it, it sounds like it... It's so intense. You can't really mm. pick out what she's actually singing. Yeah. But it's so cool. Like it's such a cool effect, and I think it works really well. Um, and then it comes back a few times, um, throughout the song. But yeah, it's such. It's just such a cool Cause song. Because I thought like, when it first started playing, I was like, oh, the distortion on her voice is really cool. I yeah. made a
1: point to mention that to Vivian. Yeah. And then. I was like, oh, never mind. This is a lot more distortion than what I had just heard. And it was yeah. really, really cool. It added, like, this really awesome element that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. and First of all, it was just, yeah, it's just, it's just yeah. interesting.
0: Yeah. And it's just, like, I'm, you know, I feel like you can really see just how talented they are. Like, each member of Bring Me The Horizon, like, they, they've really grown so much since they started. And, yeah, like, it's just so cool. There's also a Halsey collaboration on that EP, which is awesome. Mm. I love it. But... Yeah, it's such a cool song. I love it. So that's my Caught My Ear tapes by Bring Me The Horizon featuring Yonaka. Maddie, what caught your ear? The song that caught
1: my ear this week, I've actually been listening to it like over the entire Christmas break. Yes. Um. So it's called Disc Read Error by Fortunes. And so Fortunes are a, I think they're originally from New Zealand, mm-hmm. but um, I think they like are based in Melbourne yeah. now. Yeah. So they're, like, a duo and one of them sings and one of them does, like, the production. Um, and so this song is so fun, so funky. So cool. There's so many different elements to this thing that just, like, blow my mind whenever I listen to it. Like, I still, like, I'll listen to it over and over and then I'll pick out things that I didn't hear mm. in the previous time I listened. And basically the whole thing, like, I love the concept of this album. Like, the album art's really cool. I think it's the art for the actual EP as well mm. that was released last year. And it's, like, this CD that's sort of, like, got these, like, um, lines through it and whatever. So cool. And basically, like, they mention, you know, like, scratched up CDs and... Because um, the whole song, it's called Disc Read Error. So, mm. obviously, it's, like, these CDs that don't work and there's all these mentions of, like, different analogue, like, music yeah things and, like, MP- MP3s mp and blah, blah, blah. And I think that's really cool one. But then, like, the production elements are so funky there's all these like really cool um little flourishes and things that sort of come in and out and you only like hear them once or twice mm. and then um the vocalist is really really interesting um yeah. at the beginning it's very sort of like downplayed and he doesn't like it sounds like he doesn't open his mouth much in this yeah sort of, like, it's very sort of closed in. Mm. But then when it gets to the end and, like, the chorus sort of builds up a lot more and he sort of just, like, goes for gold. And it's just really, really cool. You can tell it, like, comes from the heart. And, mm. it, like, there's sort of, like, a little bit of a, like, raspiness there, which is awesome. So cool. Um, And, yeah, I just, overall, I really, really like it. And I kind of want to listen to the rest of this stuff to see if it's really similar. But I'm yeah. really impressed by this song.
0: Yeah, and, like, the production elements are just it it sort of blew my mind a little bit just how co- cohesive and tight it was especially in the chorus when if you really try to listen to what's happening in the background there's so many flourishes like thrown mm, in there but yeah. it's so tight it's so well done and like that will always be something that i will always be impressed by like yeah. those sort of production elements because I could never understand how people can create. Yeah, I know it's
1: it's amazing what people can come up with, and I yeah. think the because like the whole vibe of the song is very it's very bouncy, it's very mm. poppy, very upbeat. And I think my favorite my favorite part is I think it's in the last chorus where he actually sings the line like scratched up CDs stacked in my car. Mm. Um, it's just like there's this like vocal layering, and I think a lot of the like backing instrumentation sort of cuts out. And it's just that line, sort of front and center, with like all of these different vocal layerings, and they've got all got sort of like distortion on them, mm. and then there's like little weird bits that come in and out. Like that bit is really, really awesome. It's towards the end of the song, so you've got to listen to the whole thing for yes. you to hear it. Yes, yes, yeah, it's really, really cool. That's my favorite part. So um, I'm excited to see what the rest of their yeah, tracks sound like. For so sure. that was "Disk Read Error" by Fortunes. So that is it for our regularly scheduled programming for this week. (laughs) Um, If you want to continue listening to our rambling (laughs) about
0: Halsey and Manic, please keep listening. Because it's going to be a lot. And we... Look, Manic only came out yesterday as of recording, and so we are feeling a lot. Well, technically, it's only been out for what? Like... Okay, yeah, like... 11 hours. Yes, so it's like, okay, cool, cool. Not even 12 yet. (laughs) And we're already... It's just a lot. We have a lot of thoughts. A lot of thoughts. So thank you for listening if you're
1: going to skip out on the Halsey Talk. Really <laughs> appreciate it. See you next week. But if you're going to stick around for this,
0: strap in. Strap in and we appreciate you. So what we're going to do is, we. it's not going to be like a formal thing, but we're going to sort of go through each track and give our thoughts because there's just no way that we could ignore any of the songs so (laughs) oh god no no we have thoughts about all of them legit and i would feel really bad yes like not talking about them all i know so what we're gonna do is we're just gonna kick off with um the first track which is ashley (sighs) oh my god i just this was a lot to do like to listen to and yeah to open the track with this very sort of Dark. I got like I I have notes written down for all yeah, these Yeah, this tracks, is how right? prepared we are. <laughs> Vivian has like extensive notes. And the first thing, one. the first thing I have written for Ashley is big emo vibes. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Because it's like it, it's very dark and in the instrumentation and in the lyrics. But I was kind of surprised with how dark it is because mm. it's sort of talking about like um her how she views herself in music and if she does leave music what kind of effect would that have on her fans and it's very like oh okay yeah it, it starts out with a bang i think yeah it's sort of
1: like i think it's sort of it's a good track to set the tone yes. for the rest of the album it sort of encompasses like that's what you want for a mm, first track for an album. sure yeah because halsey has made it a point of, you know, encouraging everyone to listen to the album in order front to back. Yeah. And because she's put a lot of effort into the way that everything flows into each other, which is phenomenal, by the way. That is, like, one of the first things I noticed. Yeah, The transitions between the tracks.
0: Amazing. Oh, my God.
1: Um, But, yeah, I think it's a really, really, really good, like, start out. Yeah. For the rest of the album. And the chorus...
0: I love I love the chorus like mm. it it very much reminds me of like like My Chemical Romance like sort of those emo bands in a way like that sort of you can sort of hear like her aching her yeah. desperation I guess which is like
1: referencing her like because that's what the music yeah. she grew up around yeah which is it you just know, makes sense but Ashley for yeah. the song titled Ashley it makes a lot of sense oh my God her mind sorry I'm uh. gonna
0: say that a lot. Just we need we need a counter in the bottom of the <laughs> screen. How many times? <laughs> I know, but yeah, it's a, I agree. Like, just an amazing, like a perfect way to open this album. Yeah, mm. and then it flows so well into Clementine. Oh, and the thing is, it actually ends with um, a sample from Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which is a movie, and um, which is what Clementine, the song, is based off because there's a character called Clementine. Clementine. Yep. So, and it's actually a sample of her giving this speech, which is. such a cool sample and then yeah flows into Clementine which we've talked about we've talked about we love that song and I and I think you know I I know Maddie was a little bit like not as uh, I was on the rocks about it because I was
1: like look I I it has grown on me Mm. and I think in the context of this album it makes a lot of sense yeah because that's what I I was gonna ask you yeah I just think with with everything sort of like on either side of it I think it does make a lot of sense and all that sort of stuff. It has rubbed off on me a bit. Mm. Um, but I think it's a song that you sort of have to listen to when you listen to the album. It's yeah. not one that you that I would sort of, for me particularly, that I would listen to by itself. Mm. Like, if I just chucked my music on shuffle, like it it's not a song that I would listen to in that context.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But,
1: yeah, it's still a good song, though.
0: Yeah, see, like I, I really love Clementine. I think it's just her songwriting, I think, really is at, at its best in that song. So... Mm. Yeah, and then it goes into Graveyard, which is, is just, like, when I listen to it in the context of the album, like, you can hear, and, you know, this is the third track, so you can hear just how carefully she thought out placing these tracks. And you'll hear it more, like, on the other tracks as well, but it's just like, yes, this is a perfect spot for this song. Mm. And more so, I thought, like, this is a perfect lead single for this album. like yes absolutely it works so well like it's definitely very accessible but and this is something i'll probably mention again but it's i wouldn't classify this as like a pop album per se because in in terms of sounds there's not a lot of sort of typical pop sounds and we'll get into that later but graveyard is definitely like it is poppy but i still wouldn't say it's so much to that realm no
1: yeah it's I wouldn't say it's mutually
0: exclusive yeah
1: yeah yeah so yeah but then it moves on to you should be sad yes so which
0: we haven't talked about on the podcast yet which is cool yes so this actually came out a week before the album released and it actually divided a lot of horsey fans which Mm. makes sense because it was the return of (laughs) yulsey yulsey oh my god (laughs) Where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, This is what happens when I'm around Halsey Stan Twitter too often. I just... <laughs> <laughs> Halsey Stan Twitter is a world of its
1: own. It is... Oh my god. A lot. Shout out to all your...
0: Yeah. But yes. um, It's definitely got a lot of country vibes. Um, And look, when I first heard it before the album, it took me a few listens to get into it. Because... I don't... See, the thing is, the country thing doesn't bother me. I don't... Yeah, no, I'm increasingly seeing a
1: lot more country-flavoured pop Yeah, and it's...
0: It's becoming very mainstream. Mm. And it doesn't bother me. And I wouldn't, like, the only sort of country elements, I would say, is, like, the, um... There's a lot of, like, slow slides in there from guitars, and... There's not, like, a lot in there that... But I understand why people would be... Freaking out about yeah, it. Yeah, well, I was a bit like on the fence about it. I was kind of like,
1: oh, I don't know if I like really like this. Look, mm. if I had to pick a song that I like
0: the least on the album, on this album, this would probably. Me be too. It. Me too. Yeah, because um, and Maddie and I were talking about this last week when the song came out. Um, I said to Maddie, it, I like the chorus and I like the bridge, especially yeah. the bridge with the vocals. That's my That's favorite part. That's awesome. Yeah, so beautiful but in the verse it feels like with how the guitar is being plucked and there's sort of like this really consistent percussion it feels like it should be building but then it doesn't it doesn't yeah and then it, it just and then when it gets to the chorus it's suddenly this sort of bigger chorus and all I, in yeah, yeah and country it, it comes thing. out of nowhere and i feel like it it's struggling to choose what kind of song it wants to be which is why like i i would say it's my least favorite on the album yeah but at the same time, like, in context of the album, I understand it. Like, yep. I, it grew I think me. that, like, look, I think the message of it makes sense. Yeah.
1: For, yeah, what the album is. Yeah. And all of the other sort of songs that surround it. Mm. Um, like, that in itself makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I agree with it. But I think the way it was executed yeah could have been a little bit better agreed which is okay yeah you're allowed to have songs you don't like yeah artists can't make everything perfect yeah and i acknowledge that
0: Mm, exactly yeah but yes so then it goes into forever is a long time this oh i was shocked (laughs) this is a lot yeah (laughs) because it's it starts off very like it's in a major key it starts off very sort of Positively, but mm-hmm. the lyrics are kind of dark, and yep. throughout the song, it starts very happy, it's talking about these positive things, and then it starts slowly transitioning into like a minor key, and then the ending is this oh, wow. dramatic yep. ending. But I really like it because it it sort of, I guess, like, talking about a relationship and how those feelings transition mm. into anxiety towards the end. And, yeah. oh, I love the lyrics at the end.
1: I love... Can we just talk about the middle instrument yes. for a bit, though? Like, I was I was not expecting it to go on for that long, but yeah. I am so glad that it did. Me too. Because I think it really, yeah, like, it really sets up that whole concept of, you know, going from happiness to, like, the mm. anxiety. And I thought, like, the piano was, like, it was, like, this haunting mm. sort of like it was very very cinematic it's got a very cinematic feel the whole oh, sure. the whole song yeah and like the way it sort of yeah tr- like modulates from that major to minor is great like so great so such a good idea yeah and it's executed beautifully and then there was also i noticed throughout like my little orchestra mind <laughs> to notice the little the little woodwind instruments that peak oh, in the top yes. which was really cool I was like oh like towards the end of the mm. instrument I was like oh I think that's a flute or a clarinet or yeah. something Um, so that was really really interesting and I think there's there's also I like I sort of like because I listened to this album in the dark <laughs> okay I had headphones on I was lying in the dark listening to it and i like literally sat up when i like there's a little timpani roll in there too and i was like oh oh i love a good timpani roll yeah and it's cool
0: because before this album came out she did say how on on this album she's experiment she used a lot of live instruments which is so cool i love that and that really shines in this song as well and and my favorite part of this one is the end when it's it's it reminded me of Hopeless Fountain Kingdom. I, I feel mm. like it reminded me a lot of that sort of dramatic um climaxes that a lot of that album had. And yep. in this one when she says, What am I thinking? What does this mean? How could somebody ever love me? Oh, and then oh my God. and then she says, Um, talk to your man, tell him he's got bad news coming. And then it just flawlessly transitions into the next song, and oh I know that bit I was like, oh, Oh my god! <laughs> it's just I got chills. It's so beautiful, and you know, like I, I could, and this is why. Like ever since I first listened to it, I've just been listening to the album in in order as well. Because I, just, I feel like you can't not. Though. Yeah, like, you have to. Because those transitions are just like oh, Chef's kiss.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh my god.
0: And then it goes into Dominic's interlude. So this is the first um collab of the album. Yeah. I really like it. So cool. It's awesome. It's awesome. And it's so different from Forever's A Long Time, but it, it's continuing that story, that it's message. So, it's so
1: vocally dominant. Yeah. Which is like, there's so much vocal layering in yeah. this. It's not funny. And it's it's done so well.
0: So well. And, and it's not overpowering in any way no. either. No. And yeah, like Dominic Fike, his voice is incredible. He's such a cool artist. And I kind of. It, when I listened to this, I got, like, Beach Boys vibes. Like, that sort yeah. of... I and uh, f- This one and the next song, like, I feel like definitely was inspired by that era. Beach Boys, a little bit of Beatles. Like, I felt like mm-hmm. I definitely heard those influences. And yeah. yeah, it's such a cool track. I It's very short. Yes. Because when I first listened to it, I thought I couldn't hear the difference between this and... Um, I hate everybody. Yeah, because
1: when I heard, I was like, hold on, this isn't Halsey singing. Yeah. This must be one of the interludes. And I checked my phone. I was like, oh, we're already, like, halfway into, like, when did, yeah like, Forever
0: is a Long Time stop? Yeah, <laughs> like, I, like,
1: and I went back and I was like, oh, so it stops at this point. I went, oh, okay. Very interesting. Yeah. That.
0: And it's so, and this is what we're saying, like, the like she has carefully thought out all of the placement of these songs and it's just so beautiful. Mm. Yes.
1: I Hate Everybody. Oh. Now this, I think, is a standout track for me. Mm. I adore this song with all of my heart. Agreed. I was, I saw the caps, I Hate Everybody. I was like, okay, here we go. Nightmare-esque. Yeah. Let's get into it. Nothing like it at all. And I went,
0: oh my (laughs) God. (laughs) What have you done? Like, oh my god. It's just, it's so cool because the... See, this is what I mean. This is a lot, guys. Like, I'm just... uh, (laughs) We're sort of having panic attacks while talking about this, but it's fine. (laughs) I love, and this comes up a lot in this album, the sort of juxtaposition between how dark and angry these lyrics are and this the like happy instrumentation fun fun instrument and this is what i was saying like beach boys vibes it definitely sort of i feel like reminds me of that because the instrumentation is nothing like she's ever done before Mm. and yet she suits it she does it perfectly it's executed perfectly and uh my favorite part of this one is uh the bridge yep it's a very short bridge, but she sings if I can make you love love me, then you can make me love me, but if I can't make you love me, then I'll hate everybody. Like yeah. it's it's such a cool like oh uh, just and it it sort of ties in like I guess that journey from Forever's a Long Time to Dominic's Interlude to this, like it's all one story and it's just oh, amazing. Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful. Love <laughs> it. Next. Oh, <laughs> 3 a.m. Now. Guys, this is Vivian's (laughs) favourite. This is definitely one of my favourites. Like, I honestly am struggling to choose, like, a standout. I love this entire album, but this one, it just spoke to me. Mm -hmm. I, as soon as those opening lyrics came in, I was like, oh my god, Avril Lavigne, who? (laughs) What is happening? Like, where are we? Early 2000s pop rock. Like, those influences just shine through. And it's just like... I love, you know, it's, it, the lyrics are very like, it feels like it's sort of like talking about a relationship, but it's not like Mm. she's talking about how lonely she gets and she calls everyone she knows because she doesn't want to be alone with her thoughts. This was
1: literally like, I saw one of of her tweets last night. and This was literally like based on an actual time that this happened. Mm. Like she came home from a night out and it was like 3am. She's like, oh. I'm alone. I'm going to try and yeah. ch- chat to someone. Like, will yeah. someone pick up? Like, this literally happened. And, yeah.
0: And, oh, just, it's such... Uh, I'm, like, hoping that this is, like, the next single. Because I feel like it's definitely got big potential. Like, in terms of just... Because the chorus is so infectious. Like, it's so easy to sing. Especially with the Lars. Like, oh. Yes. Oh, my heart. Like, yeah. such an amazing... Like, I love this song so much. It's definitely the up drums. there. The drums! The drums! It's Chad oh Smith from God, Red Hot Chili Peppers, guys. Yeah. So good. Oh, so incredible. Good. And then it ends with a voicemail, which I love this so much. Oh my God. This is, yeah. This it, is probably one of my favorite parts on the whole album. It's so cool. It's a voicemail left uh, by John Mayer for Halsey. And he's basically saying, your best song is on the radio. And it's going to be a massive hit. How many people can say that? Congratulations. And then it goes into Without Me. And it's like, ah oh. Amazing,
1: beautiful transition. Beautiful
0: okay. transition, and I was thinking, like, and I think a lot of people were, how would without me fit on the album because yeah. it's been out for a while, long yeah. time now. I forgot that it was going to be on there, and when it's coming, I was like, oh yeah, that's right, <laughs> yeah, this song exists, <laughs> and I, I think that was a really cool way to tie it in, like, yep. and include that. So beautiful, yeah, and then it goes into finally beautiful stranger, yes,
1: which is a gorgeous song. I. We spoke
0: about. <sighs> I love this song so much and I recently read um she has an interview coming out on Monday and I read sort of like a transcript from it she was saying that she was she wrote this when she was with um Youngblood okay yeah when she was dating him and she's like I never have I don't have a love song like I don't have a wedding song I want a first Mm. dance song and so she wrote this oh and I was like oh my pure heart (laughs) oh I know like it and it's and it It is. Like, it's such a beautiful love song. It's so positive. And her, again, her songwriting here. Amazing. So beautiful. So beautiful. Oh my god. And And then we get into the next collab, Alanis' Interlude. So this is obviously featuring Alanis Morissette. I was very keen. absolute icon. Icon. I was very keen for this. I think a lot of people were. See, my opinion, I love it. I think it's a very... When, it, when you listen to the lyrics, I was I was shocked. I was like, oh, okay, we're going here, are we? And I love it because yes. the thing is that it's in true Halsey style to sing about every part of herself. And in this one, she's talking obviously about her bisexuality, which is obviously a big part of her identity. Mm-hmm. and But she does it so unapologetically, so explicitly, and I'm like, true Halsey fashion, amazing. And it's good to have done that with Alanis. I think yes! That's, I think it's the perfect sort of, like... Concept,
1: yeah, on the album to do that with, agreed, honest. But <laughs> and that's a big but. Um, I am not loving. You're not this convinced. Song. I'm not. Mm. Look, I love. Yeah, I love that part of it, like mm. how raw and all that. I just, I would. It's just a bit too
0: much. Interesting for me. I just, yeah, I just couldn't get onto it. See, it's fascinating because. I think I can see where you're coming from because it, it was a lot, like, in context of the album with what we were listening to so far. And then it is kind it's of like... It's probably a, the most outlandish. It's kind of like a slap in the face a little bit. Yeah. Like, here you go. Like, this is, um, like, my really intense moment. And it's not so much in the instrumentation. It's all in the lyrics. But yeah. I I see... I love that. I I do like how she just felt like, you know, let's just... Yeah. Surprise people with this, yeah. Um, and Alana, uh, the chorus is very cool. Like I, I do like. There's a lot of cool wordplay. I think the thing that sort of like is a bit weird to me
1: mm. is that I sort of notice. I feel like there's a lot of. I, th- I don't know if it's like a like a vocal effect mm. that they put on Alana, mm. and it's like just let her sing. Yeah, she's got such an incredible, unique. Standout voice and I feel like it was sort of like masking it which is something that kind of put me off Mm. and I was like if because it is such like a raw song and I was like why wouldn't you just let it be yeah which is something that I didn't really like because I was just expecting more from that collab Mm, mm. but the concept I am in love with yeah and I love because it's a song I think that needs to be on the album for sure but I think, yeah, again, just not a hundred hundred percent on board.
0: You're not hundred percent on board. That's yeah. okay. Again,
1: yeah. yeah. So Alanis, Interlude, and You Should Be Sad are my Yeah.
0: Bottom tier ones. Interesting. But yeah. So then then we go into Killing Boys. This is another standout Ooh, for me. Yep. Oh, because it starts off with a sample from the movie Jennifer's Body, which is a really funny sample. I uh, especially if you've seen that movie, it's a really good movie. Um and again, this is going back to what I was saying about the juxtaposition, because the instrumentation, it's, there's strings, like, yeah, I love the strings, like, it, it is sort of, I this, hope
1: that, I hope she brings, like, actual I hope strings so on it.
0: Oh my God, I'm going to die when I see those. Oh my God. Ah, uh, uh, okay. live so. strings kill me. <laughs> so, yeah, but the, what she, she's singing really dark stuff, but it's cool because it's, sort of toying with herself like Mm. she's singing about things you know so it's called Killing Boy so you can imagine what it's about but (laughs) she's singing about like going to a guy's house going into you know breaking in finding things and then she's like okay no I don't do that anymore like it's like this sort of tug of war between herself which I think is such a good way to put it yeah because like you know she she sings then she's like I don't do that anymore and it's like oh okay like it's, like, growth. <laughs> yeah. We love
1: her. A, a self-developed queen.
0: Yeah. And she references Uma Thurman from, like, Kill Bill, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, like, it's just, yeah, I really, this is definitely another one, a standout for me. Yeah. And then it gets to Sugar's Interlude, which is yes. beautiful. The last collab on this one. And when this one came out, I, before the album, I was really like, oh, this is a, I, I don't listen to BTS. so Yeah, like, neither do I. Um, But I did think it was beautiful. The production is very... I love the guitar. Like, it's just so nice. Mm. But in context of the album, because she is... Well, they're both talking about um, their place in the music industry. It works really well. Yeah, I love it. Mm. Yeah. Good song. Mm. And then... Time to rip your bloody heart out. Yep. (laughs) So, this is so the next track is More and and I will say with Sugar's Interlude I think it's a really good placement because it kind of slows everything down yes and yep. in a way prepares us for the emotional journey that we're about to go on with the that last tracks the end of the album is approaching oh, yes and so that's why yeah, I think it, it's a really good placement but with More this is I this is a lot yeah <laughs> And it's really it's a really serious topic as well so um it's obviously she's she is singing it like it's a love song yep but it is not to a lover she is singing to an unborn child and it's very sad because we know that horsey struggles with endometriosis and she's been very vocal in the past about how um she might not be able to have children she's talked about freezing her eggs all that sort of stuff and it's just a very open, honest song about it, and I cried. Um, it was very yeah. I'm surprised. Look, I'm surprised I didn't see, which yeah. is really
1: interesting because I cry at the drop of a hat. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think I was just too enthralled in everything yeah. that was going on. I think just oh my god. Um, where do I start? It's a lot. The I think so. Okay. Collect my words. Yes. Um, <laughs> the vocal harmonies.
0: Oh. Beautiful. Yes. Are
1: just mind blowing. Mind blowing. I am in love with them. I adore them. It is so beautiful. But yeah, this song is just a roller coaster. It's a emotions. roller coaster.
0: And it's heartbreaking. Like, when you hear some of the things she talks about, like, she says how she opens a drawer and she sees the clothes. It's just like, oh my God. Like, it's. Oh, it's such a tough topic, and I feel yeah. like anyone who struggles with that, it's, you know, obviously power to you, because I can't imagine dealing with that. Oh, yeah. It's and, smart. yeah, you know, she... The... um. I think it's the bridge when she says, when you decide to arrive, I've loved you for all of my life. It's just like, oh. ah. (laughs) It's so, so sad. sad. Okay, let's move on before (sighs) I start Yes,
1: because I probably will. Um, So, still learning.
0: Yes. I really like this. Interesting. See, I, I, I really like this song, and I think... It reminded me a lot of Hopeless Fountain Kingdom as well in terms of the instrumentation. I feel like it's okay. definitely got that, um, like, almost, like, Caribbean, like, island yes, vibe. Yes, I was definitely getting those vibes like when it with, started. With the with the beat and everything, which is cool. Um, I will say, if I it's weird. I really do like it, but it's probably not one that I would chuck on straight away. Okay, yep. yeah. Yeah, because I think it's... I feel like it's in a weird place on the album. Like, it works, but coming from more and that really sort of intense emotional journey, like, I feel like the instrumentation kind of throws me off a little bit. But, like, on its own, I think it's a great song.
1: Yeah, I think, though, it needed... There needed to be something in between more and 929. Oh, yes. Like, something had to be there. Yes. Because if there wasn't... Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The last two songs are, like... Like more and ninety nine are just bombs. Journeys, God. Yes. Um, but yeah, still learning. I really, really love it. I'm like, I love the lyrics and how the you concept know, is beautiful. It's so, it's so vulnerable, and it's just like you're having like an honest conversation with her, mm. which is something yeah. that I really, really like. It's very conversational. It's not like because she's got like this amazing lyricism um, mm. in all of her songs, and she's so good with metaphors and all of this sort of stuff, but this doesn't really have any of that. It's no. just, like, straightforward and, like, this is how I'm feeling, mm. like, hear what I have to say. Yeah. Which is sort of, you know, a theme of this whole album and it's just, yeah, something that I really, really enjoy. But, mm. yeah, the the Caribbean vibes are a little bit off-putting, but yeah. I think
0: it works. it's not
1: too overpowering that it, like, puts me off the song, which is yeah.
0: cool, so. And I like... It's a, it's actually a very optimistic song because you know yeah. she she is like in the verses she says things like I go I, I should be living the dream but I go home and I have no self esteem like mm. but then she says I'm still learning to love myself also you probably picked up on this because you're vocal queen but <laughs> there's this really beautiful run she does in the last chorus when she says because she says I'm still learning to love myself but she like holds on to my and it's just like this Mm -hmm. beautiful vocal run i was like oh and yeah i was i love that but in all of them though there is like a little bit of a break between my and self and i was like oh yeah but that one i was like oh like you can tell how much she's grown as a singer like her vocal ability yep on point but Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's a good optimistic song i love that yeah and then oh god to wrap it all (laughs) up Miss
1: stream of consciousness <laughs> oh god 929 <sighs> so
0: apparently this was in one take yeah one take wonder um and you can hear it and it's just like wow you're a genius okay and you've um you know subjected me to this emotional roller coaster so if you, if you guys don't know she was born on the 29th of September so that's why and cuz she's american that's how they do their dates it's yeah. the month first so yeah. 9 Yeah. And the song starts, first of all, I just... This is another favourite of mine. Yes, absolutely. On the album. Of all time, this is just a beautiful song. Yep. The instrumentation, it's so simplistic. That guitar, that plucking. Gorgeous. Beautiful. Then she... It's like a... It's a sample of her talking to someone and she says, I was born in 929... I am on 929. I'm dead. You think I'm joking, but I'm dead serious. serious. I'm going to prove it. And then she starts singing. And the first vibe I got from this, like after I first listened to it, I felt like it was slam poetry in a way. Yes. Yes. And yeah. it was sort of reminiscent of all those speeches that she's done in the past, like at the Women's March, at yeah.
1: Glamour, like she's... Well, that was the thing. See, I saw a tweet of someone like asking her if it was like a yeah. stream of consciousness and it kind of was, yeah. which is sort of like a device that like poets use and yeah. stuff. So it's basically just like you say whatever comes to your mind and you yeah. just like say it out loud and that's exactly what it sounds like. Mm. It's Yeah, it's really, really cool. And
0: it works so well and she sounds gorgeous, but... And this one, I did, so I was listening for the first time. I was listening on the bus, and when this came on, I just, just, tears. And it wasn't even just a little bit. It was, like, down my face. I was full on
1: bawling. I was like, this is... (laughs) See, I I wasn't sure whether it was, like, the hype of having this whole album be here. I think it was just, like... A combination of that, like, this is the last song on the album, this is it, this is what it sounds like, it's here, yep. and then it's like, this song is so emotional. So and honest. just everything just at once. I was just like, just a mess.
0: Yeah, and the things she talks about, it's just... And I was having this conversation with my friend Xanthia about this track and this album. We were saying how, especially in this song, she, like you said, it's a stream of consciousness, but she's talking about, it's not just... About love, she's talking about her family. She's talking about her fans. She's talking about herself. Like, and it's very open and honest and raw. It's literally just a window into her life. And Mm. I, I've always praised her for her honest songwriting. But this song, it's like I'm so proud of her that she could release this song and say, you know what, I'm putting this out into the world. And it's so gorgeous. Like, and then it wraps up with the thing that she like. It's another. It like
1: it um it references how it began with yeah. her saying you know I'm gonna prove it I was yeah. born on 929 and then she was like I was actually born on 926 I'm yeah. a liar
0: yeah and it's just like it, it I feel like that is this album like yep. it's just she is still trying to figure things out and she's still learning she's still growing and you know oh, it's just such a gorgeous way to end this album and it, Oh, I have so many thoughts, and I just my mind right now is just like oh, it's going just a million miles an hour, like but yeah, insanity. It's and then that's the end of yeah. manic, and you know I just want to say this album is absolutely gorgeous. It's definitely and I I would say it's probably her best album today, absolutely date because it is every single part that she has shown strength in is just glorified in this mm-hmm. album and. She does everything so well, and I just, I'm so proud of her. Like, she's come so far since the beginning of her career, and it's just like, oh, love her so much. So much. Anyway, I guess we should
1: stop rambling, because this would go on for 24 hours. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, so... Hope you guys enjoyed... Yeah, look, we, yeah, I'm like, (laughs) I'm really hot. (laughs) I'm like emotional right now. Like what is happening? I don't know how to to form sentences anymore. I know, I know. So we're going to wrap things up. Thank you guys for making it to the end. If you stuck through, we appreciate you. Hopefully you enjoyed our thoughts on Manic and let us know what you thought about it because we're so interested to hear what you guys think about all of, Every, everything that we talked about, sorry, sentences right now, it's a yeah, lot. Just just bear with us. For this <laughs> yes, last part. It's only a couple of minutes. <laughs> but you can check us out on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Castbox, a whole range of things. YouTube, we try to be as available as possible. Yeah, you can follow us on all our social media
1: at Caught My Earpod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you have any questions for us about Manic, if you have any. Like, Thoughts. questions about what we think. Yeah. Like, we'd love to have a little convo with you. So just drop us a comment, drop us a DM. We'd love mm. to have a chat. And if you have any song recommendations yes. for next week, we'll go we're going to go back, <laughs> yes, into our normal, like, um, structure. So we will have recommendations. If you have any, just let us know. We absolutely love listening to all of your recommendations. So don't be shy with that. And I guess we will see you on Monday with a brand new episode. Ooh, bye guys. See you later.